You've tuned into the Bellion Podcast for the week of October 15th, 2017, episode 54. 54. From the city by the Salish Sea, I am AJ Barsay. And four out of five doctors agree, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, let's talk about tech, baby. Let's talk about tech and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things tech may be. Let's talk about tech. This is the Bellingham Podcast. Hello! <laughs> For those of you just tuning in, my jaw just dropped. We're waxing poetically yet again. How are you doing, Chris Powell? I'm fine. I, got, I, I flummoxed you again. Flummoxed uh, me. Folks that you don't know really a lot of what goes on behind the scenes at uh, the Bellingham, Bellingham Podcast uh, International. But... <laughs> <laughs> International. International. But my man AJ usually does not know what I'm going to come up with for that intro hook. And I often go for that reaction that you couldn't see. It was just <laughs> the what the heck is a salt and pepper reference yeah. uh, doing on that one. Anyway, I'm doing great, AJ. Glad to be here. How about yourself? Uh, getting over this cold that seems to be uh, going around. So if you hear me off mic cough, I apologize because the way that we talk, I probably won't edit it out. Audio editing. <laughs> Production director of uh, microphoneography is by AJ Barsay. Yes, I'm I'm the editor at large. Anyway, uh, what are we talking about, Chris? Tech. Amazing. We're coming back to where we started. You know, it was great to talk about uh, a lot of things Bellingham related. Life and philosophy and the deepest, darkest parts of our soul. And tech. <laughs> so anyway, um, we had a good amount of uh, shout outs to great things in uh, Bellingham and Whatcom County last episode. Let's nerd out for a while. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to start things off. Dude. Yes, you do. All right. You do. So, ladies and gentlemen, I have a public service announcement for all of you out there. Uh, there is an article that I wrote about four or five years ago uh, that still rings true today. And I would like to refresh that to breathe uh, current 2017 life into it. Um, it's called Five Rules for Dealing with Computer Techs. Is this perhaps on your Medium? It is on my Medium.com uh, slash M-N-M-L-T-E-K. No, not that many vowels because I don't like vowels. Ah, rule number one. If a computer tech is working on your equipment for free, food and drink is a mandatory payment. <laughs> Word. The if it's just software updates or so, yeah, we can get soda, soda, and maybe some cookies and things yeah. like that. If we are putting in a new hard drive and reformatting your your operating system, steak. <laughs> just saying. Rule number two. Just because you see your tech around town doesn't mean you can automatically ask them a question about your computer problems. <laughs> to all the techs out there, does this happen to you? Yes. Are you sitting in a restaurant with your significant other or oh, spouse? No way. And happen to find someone. Now, this, this, didn't ha this hasn't happened uh, with my wife in current okay. stage, but back in the dating days, BW. That's even worse. Seriously? Yeah, seriously. No, I'm in, I'm in a restaurant and uh, I have such a great rapport with some of my clients yeah. that they would come over to say hi and ask me a question about their computer in which I get a chance to gallantly tell them, hey, this is a great idea to talk about on Monday. Why don't you shoot me an email to remind me so I can contact you when I'm back in the office? Oh, man. Rule number three. <laughs> don't expect your old equipment to be able to run the latest and greatest software. That seven or eight year old PC that you paid $2,000 for, yes, we know how expensive computers can be, cannot run the latest and greatest whatever that you want to be able to do. I'm not saying you got to go every year 
and upgrade your equipment, but you can't expect to get a racetrack performance out of a 48 Edsel. And that, by PC, you mean a personal computer, not necessarily a Windows box, because that would go also with a Mac. There you go, exactly. Rule number four, and this is the biggest one, folks. I'm telling you, if you don't get anything from this uh, podcast, please tune into this. Rule number four. When a computer tech tells you a potential solution to your problem, do not say, no, I don't think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Rule number five and the final one of the five rules for dealing with computer techs. Do not antagonize, tease, or talk down to a computer tech. We have gotten all of the idioms, poindexter, nerd, pocket protector, geek, uh, what what else what am I missing? Oh, I'm glad that you're you and your geek squad can figure this out. I am not affiliated with Beshmize. Thank guess you very much. Guess what, folks? I used to bench 300 pounds. I am not a geek with a pocket protector, <laughs> uh, which you could for Halloween. And I could be for Halloween, and that would be glorious. But I'm not going to <laughs> uh, for various reasons. We've already heard the jokes. We've already heard the ways computer uh, techs are put down. We rule this world, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we can ruin lives with two mouse clicks. We can also save the world with three. Exactly. We have the control Z in our arsenal. Anyway, uh, that was just a little article and a little bit of a refresher uh, for the to start this episode about five ways on how you can uh, handle the care and feeding of your computer tech uh, friend or loved one or uh, whatever have you. Or like we've talked about before, Chris, like in, in this town or wherever town that you may be listening to us in, like you always have like you got that guy or gal, you know, you got that person, that service professional. Just be like, you have a good mechanic, you know, and the other day you heard something, but you see Joe Monkey Wrench, uh, you know, walking the street. Yo, Mr. Monkey Wrench. Hey, my, my, my Volvo's got this weird hootenanny going on. What do you think it is? What are they going to probably say? Bring it into the shop. Exactly. I'll put you on the clock and charge you 500 bucks an hour. And what's funny is when it comes to other service professionals... That makes sense to people. When it comes to a tech, you're right. It's like a light switch gets flipped on sometimes with some people. Well, with uh, our medical physicians and other uh, doctors of sorts, or, or either yeah. those may we we may have uh, counseling or, or we know things. Yes, um, the 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 urge to have free advice or to solicit free advice just because we're there uh, is wonderful. And you know the good techs two of which are, are you're currently listening to, uh, are always happy to help. We really are. However, there's a time and place for everything. It'll be glossier. It won't be deep. Like, yes. you're not going to get a consult, you know, right there on the street for 30 minutes. Like, it's going to be like, oh, check at this setting. Exactly. Then get back to me. Like, that makes sense. So if you have any questions or any uh, any things you want to ask about that, uh, you can check us out on Twitter at hashtag B-H-A-M, B-H-A-M podcast. Or if you want to give us a call on the phone and leave us a voicemail, we're always happy to help with that. You can call us at area code 201-731-8324. That's 201-731-TECH. And be nice about it. We always like getting something, uh, something asked of us in, in a nice fashion. Yes. So yes. anyway. Uh, on the, along those same lines, you might be listening to us over the air here in Bellingham, Washington on the good old KMRE 102.3 FM. Low power. Low power community radio in the heart 
of the City of Subdued Excitement. That's right. And we're so happy to be on the radio. Thank you very much for listening. If you are uh, listening to us Thursdays at 9 a.m. Uh, in your workplace yeah. or Saturdays at 1.30 if you are out and about or happen to have us in your uh, residence. We appreciate it. Yeah. And if you see uh, Chris and I on the street and you, you put the voice and the face together, feel free to come up to us. We had somebody recently, you know, we were, we were out and about and somebody mentions, oh, I heard you guys on the air. You said I sound great. We love our listeners. Thank you. Thank you very much. We appreciate all the kindness and constructive ways that we can improve our product. Moving on. Moving on. Along the same lines of what you're saying, public service announcements, um, I have more of a philosophical debate that I want to bring up, and that is tech addiction. Technology addiction. Correct. And I have not written any articles on Medium like yourself, but this is something that I've, I've brought up time and time again, probably more recently in the last five or so years. Uh, with the new school year, you see every kind of student from the, the wee ones to the, the, the not so wee ones. And more and more tech has been creeping down into our youths of various years. And perhaps it's because I'm an, a, a new father. Like um, my, my, my son, uh, he plays around with uh, my iPhone. I've got a little app that makes songs and music and stuff. And as, a, as an educator, I, I, I look for educational opportunities. And these are tools. I don't really care. Whether it's my touchscreen device or my Fisher-Price gadget thing that lights up and boop, pop, boop, and he can smack it. I see them as the same thing. Like they do bright sounds, they have shapes, they serve a purpose. With that said, more and more people on the internets, Chris, are complaining about their tech and not in the way that you were talking about just a little bit ago. They're complaining about the fact that they are being time sucked and manipulated and coerced and use any other vernacular that you'd like. So much so, I'm going to make a reference. If you are on the Netflix and you take a look at a series, we have mentioned it here on the show before, called The Black Mirror. Now, it's dark. Uh, it may not be suitable for all audiences or little ones, especially some episodes. But there was, an ep- uh, there was an episode back in the fall of 2016, this time last year, that left a mark. And every season of Black Mirror, there's usually one episode that is well talked about. It's the water cooler talk. And it's the Red Wedding episode, if you will. There's always one Red Wedding episode in Black Mirror. And we, ha- we don't have a new season. But the Black Mirror from this time last year called Nosedive. Oh, yes rippled. I, I mean, text, we talked about it because we see this. We see this, 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 this concept of, if you're not familiar with the episode, Nosedive is about a, a young lady who in this uh, world, um, everybody stars everything, kind of like an Uber. You're rated, your personality, everything, your, basically your uh, credit score is based off of your social media presence, for lack of better terms. Or your your likability. Likability. And uh, for the for the first part of the show, you kind of see like, oh, okay, it's kind of Pleasantville-y type of vibe. But then you start to see the influence of where this is a deficit on society. And then the end part just nails it. Spoiler alert. Black Mirror episodes never end in a happy way. <laughs> no, it's more like Twilight Zone. Yeah, it's it's a modern uh, Twilight Zone. Or, or Outer Limits. Yes. Um, but regardless, uh, and I might be, uh, forgive me if I, if I say her name incorrectly, but it's Rashida Jones was the main actress in that episode. And uh, my wife says she was in something else too, and I, I told I'm spacing the reference. But um, she recently on Medium, 
on Ariana Huffington's new offshoot that she is doing using the Medium platform. Vibrant Living. Vibrant Living, Living Vibrant, something like that. Oh, um, Thrive Global. Thrive Global, thank you. Yes. Something like that, something global living. There we go. Uh, anyway, uh, I have a, a link in the show notes, but uh, out of it, there was a uh, author that did an article um, where this actress announced publicly that she got a new phone because, you know, we were talking about the nanny of Google and Apple getting new phones. And she ordered a new one, and it is not a smartphone. She ordered a dumb phone. She ordered a dumb phone. Now, we don't know which one it is, and we're not a news uh, station, nor do we play one on podcasts. Even though we could do one better than most news stations. True that. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious because, I mean, this isn't the first time we've heard of celebrities looking towards, and I'm going to use celebrity very loosely here, but um, celebrities looking towards dumb phones, for lack of better terms, featureless phones. Let's, let's call it that instead. Uh, and here on this show, we we kind of we went several episodes talking about the fact that these touchscreen devices are toasters. You can make whatever you want. You don't have to give give it up um, to go back to the BlackBerry days. Um, sometimes progress is good, but you have to understand your usage and where you might be going off the deep end. A la an an, an an addict, you are you are taking something or consuming something to an extreme. And that's where I'm kind of juxtaposing this. Um, if you feel that you, or, or maybe somebody pokes, pokes fun at you, maybe your spouse or your partner pokes fun at you, like, hey, you play a little bit too much Farmville or whatever. I'm over here. Hi. I'm, yeah, look up at me. Yes. Or if you're, I see this a lot too, Nor at, at restaurants, is that you see couples, maybe they're on a date, maybe they're they're longtime married or whatever their, their status is. It's complicated, whatever. And you see them, it's like, oh, the waitress comes, hi, you know, here's my order. And then immediately both of them look at their black mirrors in their their hands. And there's like no discussion except for, oh, did you see that thing on Facebook or insert social media here? I don't know. And a part of me, maybe it's because we're so close to tech, a part of me that makes me sad. Um, It's kind of like when you get this meal and all of a sudden the first thing everybody does, they whip out their phone, they take a picture of it. I, I get sharing this. And if you're a food blogger, like I've said before, I am not bashing him. I'm just saying if you're a food blogger, that's cool. I get that. But maybe you feel like you need to disconnect a little bit. Um, there's a local coffee shop uh, that uses the campaign, you know, disconnect to reconnect or uh, some sort of... Uh, it's catchy. Yeah. And, and it's interesting around a coffee house and talking and looking people in the eye. Um, Kevin Rose, uh, who is an entrepreneur extraordinaire. He was a founder of Dig back in the day. He's been on the record multiple times that he carries uh, what's called a light phone. It's this credit card looking $100 phone that aesthetically looks really cool. It's, it's basically a very small, lightweight, <laughs> there's the pun, uh, but also all the buttons are very bright white light. And it's basically just a dumb phone where you can't, you can't do texts. It just gives you time, gives you the ability to, to make a phone call, and it uses the same phone number, I believe, uh, it's, uh, as your, your phone. So you don't have to have a special plan or anything. Kind of like the Apple Watch 3. More about that in a second. Um, but there's a whole bunch of alternatives out there. There are still featureless phones available. Uh, I looked up on Nokia. Nokia's kind of don't have a lot of, uh, at least in the United States, don't have as many offerings as they used to, the old candy bar phones. Um, but uh, there's another company called Punked, and I think I've mentioned them before long ago. mentioned them way in the past, yes. Yeah, P-U-N-K-T, uh, where they have a little, little more features to it. And again, candy bar style phone. Uh, and then also Runcible, which we haven't seen any updates out of that project, which is unfortunate. They were the smart pocket watch, if you remember that. Yeah, I remember that one. That was a, a, a constructible 
Uh, kind of, yeah. kind of. Um, I liked, and that gets into another aspect that I, I want to hit on in a, in a sec, but they used like a wooden back and it was, you you could theoretically with a little bit of tinkering upgrade it. Yes. But there was some savviness required. And then we have the Apple Watch Series 3 and, and I mean on the show and openly I've talked about, I'm not a big smartwatch fan. And more and more people, uh, Kevin Rose included, um, has been doing some articles on the features of the smart of of specifically the Apple Watch Three with their integrated electronic SIM and the fact that the plans are fairly cheap and you have the same phone number, blah 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 blah. But I thought it was really interesting when I I I heard an interview with Kevin Rose when he was talking about the fact that wearing the Apple Watch Three, he leaves his phone at home and. That's kind of interesting coming from this guy who is entrepreneur extraordinaire. And he'll wear, and he's also a mechanical watch guy. He has like several Langensons and all these other really cool Hodinki-ish stuff. But he's been, he's been trying, proof of concept, the Apple Watch 3 as a phone replacement. And one of the things I find interesting is he will receive notifications and stuff. And he thought it was going to be way distracting, just like the other Apple Watches, which is why he's not a big advocate of them. This one changed because with the... AirPods, that the AirPods, yes, and the AirPods pairing to your your watch. Basically, the AirPods become your microphone, and you can listen to calls. You can make calls, but text messaging, you you still receive texts, but it really makes you second guess. Like, do I have to respond? Like, okay, cool, I got notified, great, whatever. You can kind of take a glance, but you don't have to get into this whole texting emoji, gifing conversation back and forth. It's just like, oh, okay, cool. He's kind of been talking about the evolution of this product as a way for people to um, be more productive because you still get notifications and you still have essential communications, but you still have the luxury of things like maps or all these other conveniences that we are used to. And that's where these other uh, objects that I talked about earlier, Lightphone, Runcible had a mapping system, but it was very... Uh, it was in a different vein. Um, I don't know. I don't think Punked has a, a mapping system, but um, I was talking to my wife about this, and that is something that I see as a necessity in today's day and age, where you are, we are, we are traveling more and more. You get to a place, you need to know where to go, and being able to conveniently pull up a map that is something that featureless phones yet have not addressed, um, whereas something like the Apple Watch does. The other thing that I, I keep my eye on in the same vein is kind of the, the eco, environmental impact. That's the word I'm thinking of. Where more and more, you and I have talked about this, where phones have gotten away from the 24-month and even longer track to, I mean, 12 months people are upgrading. That makes a lot of waste. And a lot of money. Waste in lots of regards. Fairphone and PhoneBlocks and Project Aura were all these initiatives to try to make um, modules for our devices because, you know, if a screen breaks, how great would it be to just unslide it, put a new screen in yourself, and voila, you still have a device that fully functions. Or if it takes a bath by accident, you know, take out the components that are broken, put new ones on. New camera module, get a better camera. Going forward, ladies and gentlemen, what I'm proposing is this. Tech addiction is not just about your distraction ability, but it is also about your impact because we are wasting not just time, but resources. And instead of upgrading to the latest and greatest shiny, whether it's Android or iPhone or whatever, think, think to yourself, like, really, is, is, 
is gaining what thirty percent more uh, speed on the between the six and the six S or whatever the case may be. Is it really worth getting it? I just it's it's made me rethink things even more lately. It's uh, the concept of technology addiction is something that is uh, close to me because I do believe I haven't gotten professionally diagnosed with it, mm-hmm. but I can tell a lot of the signs of you know. Th- if you are doing, it's like the Jeff Foxworthy thing. If you can't look at, at your phone without checking Facebook, you, you might, might have a technology that. addiction. <laughs> um, while, while I'm making jokes about this, it's a serious condition. And it, there's a whole lot of time that is dedicated that could be spent it doing more important things. Right. And, I, and I am, you know, I've been married for about, uh, going on eight years. And uh, I've been a family man for that time. And... I think if there was a quantifiable uh, cum- accumulation of the time that I've spent looking at a screen instead of looking at my beautiful wife or my amazing daughter, uh, I would probably be weeping right now. And the choice uh, that I that I've made for that, you know that that's that's one thing. It's easy to chalk it up to being professional technologists. We need to be in the know of this and such. But technology addiction is real, and if. Uh, how we are able to utilize our time, the precious time that we have on this planet uh, matters. And if there's, I'm all about practicality and I'm all about fixing things. Uh, And if there's one thing that I've done in thinking about this is we're preparing for this show because, you know, I I think we discussed this earlier on. The past few days, I've, I've just pretty much taken my phone as an experiment and putting it on the kitchen counter downstairs and not having it by my bedside. Because I noticed that this was the last thing I see, uh, the, the last light I see before going to sleep, and the first light I see waking up in the morning. Right. And I don't think that needs to be the case. I've really found that my circadian rhythm is, you know, thankfully in a pretty good state where I wake up at about 20 minutes before I, my alarm would go off. Mm. I'm, I'm lucky like that. Uh, to combat the – how we are using our time is, is mandatory, folks. Uh, and to be able to get away from the distractions, we talked about uninstalling apps. We've talked about can you go to, with, without it or disconnecting. Some of these alternative phones or these alternative devices are worth a look. We have the links in the show notes. Check them out. Uh, they, it gives you pause for thought, and that's why we are here. We're not saying go buy this. We're not saying give up what you got and live, you know, live a, the life of a, bare, a barefoot sandal clad uh, drifter like Kane from Kung Fu. No, uh, but consider this and consider where you're at in your life today. Or to quote Steve Jobs, think different. That's a good way of handling it as well. Yeah, yeah think differently. Um, so th- anyway, that that's my my little rant is just I'm I'm seeing more of it and there are a, a other options and alternatives and stuff and you don't have to give it, like you said, you don't have to give it away. The other thing is I, I wish that our technology was more purpose purpose-driven design, yeah. you know, and, and that's just, uh, coming from, from the watch side of things. Like that's why things like a dive watch or an SKX, you know, the fact that you have everything that was designed or a Rolex, like the Submariner, it is almost one of the perfect designs as a tool. You know, that bezel was designed, the, the, the crystal, the, the dial, everything was purpose-driven and really nothing has, has changed from that. And, and a lot of people argue, well, that's what smartphones are. That's why they're the same shape. They roughly do the same thing. And I kind of disagree with that. I I think it's, 
I think it's something a little bit more. I think it's more clever marketing. Uh, for those people who think that cell phones haven't changed since they come out, remember that little slide-out keyboard that was on some Sidekick. of those? There you go, the sidekick. <laughs> yeah, while the shape may have gotten bigger and or slimmer and or uh, glass-based whatever, bite me, um, <laughs> the, 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 the ability to do more with it yeah. is has increased and it's become I can do so much with it. I want to do so much with it. Uh, it, it we're becoming entranced by it. Yeah. And do we actually need to have uh, all of those abilities or do we need to do all the time? All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on that note, you're still listening to us on Camry 102.3 FM. Low power. Low power. Community radio here in the heart of Bellingham, Washington. Let's talk about something a little happier. Tech that caught our eye. Yeah. So uh, around the same lines, uh, I and I've said this time and time again on the show. I love the technology around e-ink. E-ink, electronic yep. ink. Yeah, it's just one of those things where I keep my eye on it because I love the principle of it. I love the efficiency of it, and it does solve a problem. It saves space on things that we call books and you know killing trees. And uh, although the technology is still it doesn't. It, it just doesn't go far. It doesn't doesn't go far enough sometimes. And, and and I feel that technology has stagnated a little bit, and largely because of you know touchscreen based devices. Well, I was checking up on some things. I keep a feed of uh, products and projects, uh, and there's the Remarkable Project. Remarkable is a company that made uh, made and now currently makes an e ink tablet. Like a Pixel uh, tablet and like an iPad. Or a Surface or an or iPad Kindle, Pro. Or Kindle Oasis or something like well, that. Well, those are different. Those are reading devices. Ah. This is an actual tablet with a pen. It's it's an interesting look. I've got a link in the show notes. When you watch their video, um, <laughs> fun it's, little... It's a fun video. It is a fun video. It's very elegantly designed with panning and zooming and... Um, they they touch on all sensors. Uh, no pun intended. Yeah, they, they, there's a lot of sensory experiences they put into the the, the the video, and also a little bit of watch spotting. There is an SKX 007 on, the, on one of the models, which I thought was fun. Preach. Um, but it is a six hundred dollar device. Yeah. Uh, and only thirty five thousand have been sold, which in the grand scope of things, like if you compare that to the Kindle, I don't have those figures, but hey, it's a million dollar uh, product. Yeah, and what's cool about this 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 product is um, you can draw. It has low latency. It's basically an iPad Pro, and I I, I use that very loosely. Um, it, in the fact that it has pen input, you can do notes, you can draw, everything gets synced. You can uh, it's a full digital workflow. They tout all of this, and they're touting it as basically the uh, Infinity Page Notebook, which is something I, I always gravitate towards. But at the end of the day. Um, there's still a lot of limitations. Like one, there's no browser, which they tout as as a benefit. You're you're not being distracted by notifications and social media. But even as a reading device, this is a, a gripe I have about the Kindle. Yes, it has a browser. It's horrible though. You know, I w- most of my reading is uh, watch blogs or or other feeds that I do bring in. It would be nice to have a uh, an ability to get those feeds. You know, um, there's, I mean, there's no Kindle access. So, I mean, the largest bookstore in the world, arguably, there you don't get access to that. It's a very limiting device, but the technology is the part that I'm, I'm really interested in with having a touchscreen and pen input. And also they mentioned something, and I have to look into more of it. You never have to recharge the pen. It does some magic where as you use it, it charges itself. 
don't know if it's kinetic or what, but it sounds really cool. It sounds really cool, and it's it, it looks really cool. And the people using it in the video, it's a very elegant video, uh, are having a, a, a fun time. Yeah. Not not like dancing. Uh, no. Uh, but they are creatives consuming. And as I'm watching this videos and I'm looking at the the website for remarkable.com, uh, I'm seeing the thought that came into my mind was. This looks a lot like a physical version of Instapaper.com. And I was thinking, wouldn't it be great if the people that bought Instapaper, which is, I think, Pinterest. I think you're right. Uh, if they shelled out the cashola, since there is only a million dollars in revenue for that, if they were to take the reins and, and eat Remarkable yeah. to create a product that was having that connection that all of your whatever uh, text information mm. could be done online and, and viewed later on or to access it and have that creative drawing capabilities. Yeah. Now we're talking about, a, uh, you know, here comes a game changer. Right. And uh, again, I look at that and I go, it is a, a product that is trying to be purpose uh, driven in, in their design. Like they even talk about the canvas display where as you draw, like if you take a pen and you see if I can do this as a sound effect, go across a page, it makes that paper sound. Again, it doesn't solve for all of the use cases that paper is toggling between like several chapters really fast or whatever. There's still some limitations, but as a product design, I, I thought it was an interesting take. It's not just taking a Kindle and making it bigger and I don't know. I, I, I just appreciate where the thought that it's there, but I don't think it's fully baked. There's a similar thought that occurred a number of years ago. They're out there, you know, there's been many readers, e-readers, there's been many e-ink devices. What happens if you, a similar thought happened with MP3 players. What if you can connect something to a bigger device, transfer a thousand songs, which was unheard of back in the day, to this little pack of cards, and then be able to disconnect it, put some headphones in it, and now you have an immersive listening experience of yeah. your entire library. Give this some time. This is worth looking at, folks, and I don't really do that a lot <laughs> or, is, or is recommend that a lot. This is the Remarkable E-Ink Tablet. No, this is not an endorsement, but check out the website. You're going to be on the web anyway. Go to the .com. Uh, here's something that if this was able to connect to another source, in the early stages of where it's at right now, it's not going to always stay at 600 yeah. or so. It will come down in price, I would imagine, yeah. perhaps. But what if the capabilities got to the point where you can now have this immersive reading experience? And documenting experience and, and notes experience and drawing experience. Yes. Because, I mean, you don't need to have Farmville on this thing. That's not the purpose of it. <laughs> no, I just... That's a, but a great point. You know, it's... I, I, I long for those days. And yes, my... my Because, you know, before we do a show, I always talk to my wife about what we're going to talk about because she's one of our most avid listeners. Hi, our, hi AJ's wife. Hi, Chris's wife. <laughs> there you go. Um, so anyway, like she made a valid point where it's just like, at what point this doesn't replace, uh, like if you're going to journal, you're still like, she's looking at me. If you're going to journal, you're going to still use a journal. She's right. But again, if I'm also drawing, I don't want to reinvent my drawings digitally again. Like there is a use case here. Uh, it's just not fully fleshed out yet. This has been a very remarkable conversation, AJ, I must say. Well, should we button it up then? 
uh, up on the top button, right, right a little bit below mm. the uh, neckline. Uh, bow ties are cool. That wraps it up for this edition of the Belly Amp Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us on the Google Play, on the SoundCloud, on the Spreaker, and even iTunes. Uh, if you're in the Bellingham area, you might be listening to us on KMRE 102.3 FM. Low power. Low power. Community radio here in the heart of the city of subdued excitement. On that note... We'll talk to you next week. I'm AJ Barce. And I'm Chris Powell. Thanks very much for joining us once again on the Bellingham Podcast. Keeping it fresh. Popping fresh. Popping fresh.